This episode is brought to you by Signature Baking. Hey, Dan. Hey, Keith. Uh, do you like bread? I do. I like bread a whole lot. And I know just through our demographic breakdown that a lot of our listeners uh, are from Texas. Mm-hmm. So this is specifically for every listener in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Ooh. And like all the little uh, areas around. Like if you're anywhere near Dallas or Fort Worth, go to SignatureBaking.com. DFW adjacent. Right. Anything in there. So... <laughs> Signature Baking uh, and their sister store, Hearthstone Baking in Austin, uh, are my favorite commercial bakers. But yes. they are now, uh, not, now not in Austin, just in DFW, they're offering home delivery. So if you are going to the grocery store and you're not finding bread in the mm-hmm. DFW area. You want some you, some of that good good. The best bread on the planet. Now in Austin, I got the hookup, so they gave me a couple loaves down here. Yeah. Uh, and I rebuilt some grilled cheeses from my past that <laughs> were the best sandwiches I've ever had in my life. But if you're in the DFW and you are not finding bread at the grocery store, go to SignatureBaking.com. They will deliver fresh bread, just baked fresh bread to your mm. doorstep. And not only that, mm. they are helping the DFW industry by hiring out of work industry people to work as bread delivery people. Oh hell yeah. Yeah. So all their partners and bread buyers like when they have staff that are out of work like this is a good company. They're friends of the show. Hell yeah. Uh good good friend of mine and Patreon supporter Jeff D'Souza. Woo! Uh it's his family's bakery. Uh and it's just great bread. Like uh without bullshit, I know it's an ad read. I eat this bread. It's good bread. Let's get this bread. It's, it's good ass bread. Five by five at the movies. Five by five at the movies. We like watching movies. Now listen to the show. Ryan on the set. And I'm still eating that bread. <laughs> I froze some of it. Yeah. But you thought it. I like that bread. bread. <laughs> it is good bread. Yeah. All right. Well, you just woke up. Yep. You're you're at a you're at a fucky sleep schedule. Uh, time has no meaning anymore. Yeah. <laughs> this like, is literally my one scheduled thing <laughs> to do each week. Yeah. I, uh, I waited as long as I could until I slammed on your door. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's late. Now yeah. I'm tired. Yeah. All I've right. Been, yeah, I've been waking up at about between one and three a.m. to start my day. <laughs> As one does. It's, uh, yeah. Uh, time doesn't mean anything anymore. <laughs> Let's hop into 5 by 5 in the movies, episode 79. Hey. We'll start with reviews. Reviews. There's no reviews. <laughs> want to talk about the charts? Yeah. We're not on the charts. You want to talk bo- box office mojo? <laughs> we got them numbers. There's no numbers. Yeah. <laughs> You want to talk about Brian? Yeah. Pretty sure Brian's dead. Oh, no. Yeah. He's got to be, right? Oh. I mean, he's just not checking in with us. <laughs> but we did get a new email from Walker just in time, 10 o'clock tonight. Hey. Or rather, last night's 1 a.m. now, so it's the morning. But <laughs> anyway, uh, the quote uh, in the subject line is, no, I'm not. Uh, no, I'm from Iowa. I only work in outer space. <laughs> Which is from what movie, Dan? I don't remember. <laughs> Who works in space and is from Iowa? That's <laughs> Kirk. Yeah. <laughs> what movie did you recommend? Oh, you watched uh, Voyage Home. Right. Nice. So Walker says, hey, fellas. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I've had a busy week. So fuck you, Walker. 
<laughs> Lucky man. Work has been bananas lately, so please forgive the brevity of this particular letter. You know what, Walker? <laughs> I'll forgive the brevity because you write fucking novels. I thought he he just wasn't gonna write in this show because he was pissed off that I made fun of the stuff he sent us and the the way he said it to us. But apparently, Walker still likes us. Hi, Walker. Hey. Says I happen to still have an old school Netflix DVD account. Uh, <laughs> Do though I didn't think those still exist. I looked to like try to sign up for one, but you can't anymore. So I guess he's grandfathered in. I don't know. Uh, which my wife lets me keep so long as I keep using it. So th- All right. That was interesting to me. Though their library isn't what it what used to though their library isn't what it used to be, it did allow us to watch Star Trek 4. Thank you so much for the recommendation. Yeah. A double dumbass on you. <laughs> Uh, I thought it was a lot of fun. It was awesome to see Catherine Hicks play something uh, besides a minister's wife, which is a Seventh Heaven reference. <laughs> she is the mom in Seventh Heaven. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, also in that those movies is uh, the dad from Seventh Heaven. Oh yeah. Uh, he plays. I want to say Captain, not Decker. He plays one. He he's in the motion picture. Yeah, he yeah, plays yeah. the captain of the Enterprise that gets like pushed back for Kirk to come back in. But yeah. anyway, he's a pedophile and he touched up a bunch of little kids, so it doesn't Ooh. fucking matter. Yeah, that didn't age well. <laughs> Discussing Spock's mind meld with a whale as well as his father defending Kirk prompted me to pull up the TNG Ser- episode Sarek, yeah, where yeah, Stewart yeah. famously pulls off a four lights caliber performance. This guy knows a Star Trek. Hell yeah. That was a good ass episode. Mrs. Walker loved it. Which is funny because he calls her Mrs. Walker, but that's obviously his first name because of his email signature, but whatever. Uh, I hope you are keeping safe, and I hope I didn't get you into too much trouble with the network last week, <laughs> Walker. Uh, Dan Benjamin said to me, he's like, I don't know why people think you work for me, and I don't know why people think this is like a company and I have a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm like, well, what do you got to show for 14 years of podcasting? It's like a fucking headache. Uh, <laughs> stop asking me for shit. I don't care about the people who listen to your show. <laughs> Fair enough. So that that's our update with Walker. Thanks, Walker. Hey, uh, thanks for, for the update. <laughs> our, our other Patreon subscribers, Jim Richardson and Jeff, yeah, have sent yeah, us yeah. nothing. But we do have a new Patreon subscriber. Hey. His name is Alex. Hey, Alex. Yeah, he's a friend of yours, apparently. Uh, is Alex Heyman? Well, we don't say last names. Alex, on. boop. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> hey. Huh, I'm going to go to Patreon because he left us a message when he signed up. Nice. That was my buddy from uh from work at the uh the old place. Oh yeah? Yeah. He says, Hey, this is Dan's friend Alex. I high fived Keith once. I love the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh I love that that's your fucking claim to fame, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> what so this wait, what, you say this old is place back like, at uh, back at D and B. Oh, okay. So this is in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Yeah. Do I know Alex? I must if I high fived him. Must have. Yeah, he was um he basically trained me. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, he's a good dude. All right. Well, thanks for, thanks for the $5 yeah. a month, Alex. Yeah, uh, thanks, dude. If you want to do a shout out or an ad read, send us a message. Hell yeah. All right. Let's hop yeah. into this pile of fucking news. After I yell at my dog, hi, she shut up. Uh, <laughs> Universal pushes their thriller Nobody starring Bob Odenkirk. Mm-hmm. And the, the the reason I I care about this it's a thriller that they're they're putting together Bob Odenkirk stars pushed from August to next February, okay. But that was the spot they were going to give the new Shyamalanian movie. 
okay. So now they are literally pushing the Shyamalan movie to an unknown date. So now we've gone from... What a twist. What a twist. <laughs> uh, we've gone from the two pushes, which I said was going to start to be a thing, to a mm-hmm. push to uh, nothingness. Yeah. So now we're going to start to see the whole, like, okay, this movie was in development, but so much shit is pushed now. Now it's not even in development. It's just out into the, the ether. Yeah, yeah. Ryan Reynolds' Free Guy gets pushed gets pushed to December. Uh, that's the one where he's playing like a oh yeah PC in a video game. Oh man, I totally forgot that was a thing. Yeah, me too. Till I read that, uh, I don't care as much <laughs> about that movie. Uh, I think that's for <laughs> a younger audience. I think it's Deadpool for children. Yeah, like kids that play Fortnite is what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems very much the. Very much accurate. <laughs> uh, Disney hey. has pushed everything. Oh, so, yeah. So, like, they've come up with this new schedule, and there are so many articles with different information. I'm not going to report on it yet. <laughs> I'm going to wait until it's figured out next week, and I can, like, go through everything and say the right thing. Because so much yeah. is moved. It's incredible. They, they've, like, come back at this response, but, like, okay, here's what we are going to do now. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd seen that um, all of the Marvel stuff was same same release dates, but that everything was swapped. Yeah. Um, uh, for instance, Love and Thunder was pushed back to 2022, oof. and Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Seven Rings got the May 2021 prime slot. Like, mm. the, the best Marvel slot is that May slot, okay. and they got it, which is pretty cool because, you know, it's it's a not-white-male-driven yeah. movie. Yeah, and hopefully, um, <laughs> I guess Disney is also hoping that the theaters in China will be yes, that's well, their bread and butter. well open and back and running by then. So, eventually, we will have yeah, the cool. whole Disney, movie. Marvel, everything timeline, but we don't have it right now because yeah. it's too new. Like, if I read it out loud, it's going to be wrong. Cause yeah, and then the, and then there's going to be like, well, are they going to keep the Disney Plus stuff the same because it was all within the plan to, like, you know, release this before this movie came out, which sure. I guess still would be the case. It would just <clears> be farther if, Yeah, away. but they would just be farther apart from each other. So, yeah, are they going to be delaying that? But at the same time, they also have so many of the other shows that they had announced um, that had to push back because production had to stop. So this is also Pixar and Disney core movies, too. Yeah, it's all encompassing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, But speaking of uh, Marvel Mm -hmm. movies, Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) Scott Derrickson, who directed and co-wrote Doctor Strange. Yes. With co-wrote with fan of the sh- fan of the show, friend of the show. <laughs> Definitely not friend a fan of the, of the show. show. <laughs> friend of the show. Uh see Robert Cargill. Uh, mm-hmm. uh he put a tweet out that says the pushing of all these big tentpole release dates will increase their overall quality. More time for script and production design development. Mm-hmm. Blade Runner looks so amazing because Ridley Scott and his team took a year during the 80-81 actors and WGA strike to perfect the visuals. Mm. Additionally, we pushed the release of the date of Doctor Strange, the release date of Doctor Strange, five months in order to get Benedict Cumberbatch. Had we not done that, we would not mm. have had time to get the script right or figure out how to achieve a lot of the visuals, which is interesting to me. So he's taken yeah. like may- maybe a privileged stance to look at it, like, hey, all this stuff's going down but yeah. hey film's gonna be better yeah, but he's guess, got a point yeah i guess that's true i guess 
some of the complaints of like people, um, you know, uh, directors especially leaving, um, I guess directors and actors leaving some of these big like franchise properties is that that like it's a it's a train that's on the move they got a release date they announced the title like they got to make the movie get it out there keep the whole thing running and i guess it's like hey if we can put the brakes on that train for six months sure. or four months maybe maybe a year who knows um but like maybe slow down the tracks a little bit get a little time to sort of Right. And get last some, week I kind of made fun of a director saying things. I'm still working on stuff while I was sitting at home on his computer. But yeah, maybe they're still what you're saying. Yeah. Tweaking things, making things better, talking to visual design artists who are yeah, probably still like working. It's, it's not a strike situation. So sure. I'm sure, you know, yeah, writers can still have Zoom meetings and, sure. you know. Yeah, well, I'm trying to definitely go to the plot to all Yeah, yeah. I know a lot of, you know, visual effects people can probably... You know, they might not be able to render as fast as they don't have the, you know, server farm for rendering times. Sure. But they can, you know, still do uh, some visual effects works from home. And Keep all this in mind and <laughs> keep in mind your uh, your visual effects thing because we're going to talk about rendering in a second. Oh, okay. Know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Artemis Fowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, the trailer's been out for a while. It's like Disney's, like, newest young adult teen novel the, the mm-hmm. YA section like series they're trying to start yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know anything about this they, I mean yeah, for a I'm, while I'm the, vaguely familiar with the name for some reason yeah, the, the rumor mill Disney right. and I've, you've heard of Disney properties the rumor mill kept saying <laughs> hey it's gonna be the next uh, Harry Potter definitely not mm. uh, and they already got a bunch of backlash from like like focus groups that it like goes so far away from the books like even the basic premise and the premise oh. from what I understand from the trailer is that there is a, a very rich young privileged teen boy with a loving family mm-hmm. uh, who is trained as a super spy relatable but, uh, right <laughs> but then uh, discovers a whole underground world of fairy folk and trolls and dungeons and dragons shit that's actually real and then has to go into that world and like become a hero but he is already like a twelve-year-old genius super spy with a bunch of technology. So it's like, if Good luck. Draco Malfoy was James Bond, I think more like <laughs> spy kids uh, get sucked in the world of your highness. <laughs> okay. That's what I thought in my head. But yeah, very fucking bizarre. Uh, apparently, Weird. yeah, and like part of it's funny you say Draco Malfoy because apparently in the first book he's kind of a villain whose heart kind of turns yeah but they're just starting that as like a boy hero all uh, right but well, more I importantly guess harry potter came from a rich family and none that, of this yeah. matters none of this matters yeah. well he did not we're we could debate that forever <laughs> anyway uh none of this matters because this movie was coming out but now it's not it's going straight to disney plus which is yes. the first movie that has now been ripped from theatrical to go to Disney Plus. Not the first one to rip from theatrical to go to streaming. To, yeah. But yeah, the first major VOD Disney general, film. But yeah, to go straight and to And that's not the only one. Their streaming I, service. Iger says it, there's a few. <clears throat> it's not going to be their biggest tent poles. It's not going to be Mulan. Yeah. It's not yeah, going to be Black Widow. Be, yeah. Yeah. It's not going to be the, the ones that are supposed to make a billion at the right, box no office. No blockbusters, but there are more Disney movies just being pulled from theaters and putting mm. it right into Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Which I'm sure they had wished they'd done that with the Harrison Ford dog movie. Yeah. 
that would have made more sense. Oh my god, there are so many. Hmm. Here's a celebrity with a dog. Movies throughout Disney's history, and all of them are on Disney Plus. Which you know, <laughs> I like celebrities and I like dogs. You'd think I'd like these movies. So <laughs> many dog movies. Remember Homeward Bound? That was a great movie. Yep. All those, all those animals are dead though. Yep. Oh, now I'm sad. Good lord. <laughs> I remember when the streaming service was coming out and people were like putting together like a three hour, you know, video compilation of like the trailers of every movie that's going to be on the service. Right. So many dogs. So many dogs. And you know what? Now we have time to watch them all because the world's falling apart <laughs> and we're all stuck indoors, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Unless you're an essential worker, in which case, uh, good on you. Keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. The rest of us would literally die without you. But here we yeah. go. Uh, Christoph Waltz wants mm -hmm. an Alita Battle Angel sequel, okay. but doubts that it will happen because of the Disney acquiring a Fox and it was a Fox property. Mm. Um, interesting because he was kind of talking about the money and it's interesting because I assume Christoph Waltz is an incredibly intelligent human being mm -hmm. because every interview I've watched with him, you know, he's just, he's very articulate and he just seems to be operating on a second level to us. Okay. Uh, he, you know, he points out kind of that. Uh, a, a, a movie only is seen as successful if it doubles its investment, which Alita Battle Angel did, but not to the level they thought. And they put mm. so much money in the marketing that their $170 million budget, I'm sure, was doubled and it only made like $450 million. Yeah. So I'm sure that they're just yeah, like... Yeah, to Disney, that's two nickels. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, also, he, Christoph Waltz, is like, I cannot see this movie being made by Disney, like the Disneyfication of what's going to happen to entertainment <laughs> in mm. the future. And he used that word, which I really like Disneyfication. Yeah. Disneyfication. Uh, he's like, I doubt this movie's going to happen, but he loved it. I've seen it. I liked it. It was yeah. better than I thought it was going to be. It was a little okay. uncanny Valley, but yeah. Um, yeah. I wonder, I guess it all just sort of depends on <clears throat> how, how the former Fox studios are going to run. Um, are they going to treat it more like a, like a Pixar or a Marvel right. <clears throat> or is it just going to be, we just own all of that IP and now it's under Disney. Um, cause isn't it just, uh, they're just calling it like 20th century and searchlight yep. instead of having Fox, the Fox yeah. name in it. Yeah. They erased the Fox name. So yeah. Uh, but you know, I also, I think one of my like nightmare fuel bugaboos is mm. like sentient robots that lose limbs. And that's like a, a big trope <laughs> that happens a lot. Every time there's a sentient robot in any sort of sci-fi property, it's losing a limb yeah. and it doesn't really feel the pain. And it's just a bizarre joke. And I'm always like, uh, it's like having dreams where your teeth fall out. That's, uh, yeah. It's perpetual uh, 3PO. Yeah. <laughs> Get your shit together, C-3PO. <laughs> All right. Uh, next. You recognize me because of the red arm. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. At least it was on. All right. So much information has come out in the last few days about cats. It's weird. <laughs> like, cats is the gift that just refuses to keep giving. <laughs> refuses uh, to stop giving. Yeah. yeah. Instead of keeps giving, just stop. Cats. But like all the VFX X workers, because we know the company that was working on it went down. Yeah. They're talking more about working on it and how it was awful. Now, a couple mm. of them use the term slavery, which I'm not a... Mm. big fan of saying because they 
were contractors. They got paid a wage. They worked. It was a shitty job. Yeah. Let's not call everything yeah, you weren't, slavery. You weren't going to be hung for uh, right. leaving your job. But they say that it was... It literally took them six months to make the trailer for Cats, and then they had another four months to finish the movie. Oh, Christ. Which I think is the funniest timeline <laughs> in the world. Yeah. Two-thirds the amount of time it took you to take a two-minute trailer to make a 90-minute film. Uh, yeah, back to things being pushed back to make it sure. better. They could've talked been, about the could've time. Could have been the same thing with Sonic. Right. <laughs> Where they were like, oh, we can push it back and make it good. <laughs> so here's here's an example of something that definitely should have been pushed back. Uh, they mm-hmm. said working for Tom Hooper, who was the director, was insane that these people worked like 90-hour work weeks. They'd yeah, spend yeah. three days straight in the office just taking naps under a, a table. Yeah. And here was the thing. Ugh. Tom Hooper requ- had two incredible things. I read from this interview. Now, again, all this take <laughs> it with a grain of salt. This is an interview they had with a VXF artist who got a raw deal. So, yeah. But he had two things. He said he would not look at footage unless it was rendered and finished. Oh, God. So while working on the film, if it wasn't like so this is like how it's going to be on the screen... You, they had to render and create effects for every single scene. Oh, and for fuck. a scene that might be cut. And now imagine how fucking demoralizing that is while working. Oh Christ! Yeah. So you're doing all of your, yeah, like months worth of finishing touches and rendering time and all of that, just to go. Oh, okay, thanks. We're not using that. Yeah. Uh. So there's that. He oh, demanded. Christ. This is my favorite thing. This is an exact quote. Demanded to see footage of actual cats performing the moves. Uh, so uh, let's break that down uh, for a second. This should uh, be a whole segment called the breakdown. Here we go. He says he wants to see. Now I'm not sure if that means he wants them to digitally create a cartoon of cats, or if he wants to see the cats making the actual physical movements so that he can say yes, a cat can or not not do that. Uh, but in any event, they're not going to get cats to dance. Like I don't understand that request. Yeah, maybe maybe you should have had a, a a bunch of cat footage before you started the filming. Then, but he's saying <laughs> that of no, he's shooting saying, humans playing like cats and then demanding to see footage of actual cats, cats doing, doing those, those things. things. Yeah, that's what he's that's saying. That's insane. Yeah, that is insane. <laughs> and I imagine the pressure of like having all the, you know, like the, this. They wanted this to be an Oscar-worthy film, so all this pressure's on him from investors that it's costing more, it's taking more time, that eventually he just starts going out of his brain going, I want to see the real cats doing this stuff. Imagine that. Holy crap. Now let's talk about buttholes and, for a minute. And, and huh. yeah, before we get into buttholes, buttholes, I just reiterate the fact that this is also the same director who didn't want CG suits being in the way of the actor's ability to play like cats so they didn't have any tracking visual tracking technology on set sure why would you which made all of the vfx jobs harder in the first place and then going the extra mile and demanding that they do this extra hard job to its fullest extent before you'd even say whether the shot was going to be on the cutting room floor Get or not. Get these fucking ping pong balls off my set. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Cats don't wear ping pong balls. This is a man who truly does not understand how much work sure. goes into VFX. So, much like the Snyder Cut, 
the mm-hmm. butthole cut of cats exists. <laughs> yes. Apparently, because the designers had just made this. Somebody was just like, we're, we're not deleting this file, right? This, well, this let's talk this about why it exists for first. posterity. <laughs> for posterity. <laughs> uh, uh. All right. So they made like the model and rendering of the cats and they just like they're like they want them anatomically correct. Fine. They have buttholes because cats are known for having those yep. you know, little, little buttholes always sticking out in your face whenever you're trying to take a nap. <laughs> So made, um, the Bob's Burgers episode about yeah. paintings. But. Halfway through filming the, the movie and they're presenting this information, finally, uh, producer Tom Hooper, someone's like, wait a second, what is that? That's the cat's butthole. Like, why the hell would you put a cat's butthole? These are the uh, things that you guys signed off on and you said these are the models of, of cats that we like. Like, well, we weren't looking for buttholes. Apparently, they're not incredibly pronounced. They're just if you're if you're looking for it, you'll see it, but it, they're easy to miss. But they're like absolutely not. So they had to go back and redo all that work to take the buttholes out. But yeah, this cut exists with some buttholes in it. It's not released now. People have been making fan edits of cats and putting them out I've seen some of them. with buttholes in them. But I want to see what the actual cat buttholes look like. But that's insane to me. This is like. Uh, it's like this, a showgirls level of why, failure. Yeah, this is why you don't wait till the final version is done to look at it for the first right, time. Right, you could have seen a little wireframe butthole <laughs> and said, "Wait, that yeah. shouldn't be there, and I don't like that it's there. Fix yeah. that." Get that from like the animatic stage, where it's just like rough drawings. It's like, ah, who drew that butthole? Don't do that. Oh, here's oh, the- that's gonna save us. A thousand hours. Here's the here's the quote from the VFX artist during this interview. He says, "It wasn't prominent, but you saw it, and you were just like, what the hell is that? There's a fucking butthole in there. It wasn't in your face, but at the same time, too, if you're looking, you'll see it. I mean, I had a Rebel Wilson cat eating." cockroaches with people's faces on them while they were dancing I, but they drew the line at buttholes they or the they line. didn't draw that line to be honest <laughs> yeah they, they erased the little lines the, little line, the five little lines <laughs> of that little starfish ugh alright oh and uh, it's gonna take us to our uh, most exciting <clears throat> thing the, the worst thing to talk about but the last thing to talk about this week uh, and I think I saw Screen Rant uh, article titled this and it's what is going on with Ezra Miller yeah so if you guys don't know Ezra Miller is he's in two popular uh, very big franchises both Warner Brothers oh they are both Warner yep. Brothers uh, he is the Flash in the DCEU mm-hmm. so with Batman versus Superman Justice yep. League the, the only one to do the crossover episode with the uh, CW sure the crisis on uh, yeah to tie those universes together uh so the movie universe the you know regular superman and batman that is uh he's the flash and then he is also in fantastic beasts and where to find them Mm -hmm. uh and he plays an obscurus uh which is a wizard who is so holding his magic inside of him and so beaten (laughs) down uh that he creates like a an entity that follows him around and then becomes the entity. Mm. It's called Obscurus, which is like more powerful than a wizard and just lashes out and destroys things. Yeah. 
uh, I'm blanking like on his bomb character's kind of name, which is upsetting because I've watched Fantastic <laughs> Beasts two so many times, <laughs> so now I have to look it up. But talk for a second, Dan. Phineas. <laughs> no. <laughs> Something British and wizardy. <laughs> Phineas uh, was the name of one of the <laughs> former headmasters of Hogwarts. And okay. I know that, but I can't remember Ezra Miller's character <laughs> name. Uh, yeah, apparently Ezra was a. Uh, Credence! There it Credence. is! There oh, fuck. <clears throat> yeah, he was one of those guys who was like, hey, you remember how, like, the, uh, you know, old studio system used to be where you're like, you'd be a company man. Because WB uh, didn't necessarily <clears throat> feel that great about having somebody be that pivotal in two big franchises for the same company at the same sure. time. Sure. <clears throat> because if something happens to you, you could take down two franchises right. owned by the same company. So here's why we're talking about Ezra Miller. <laughs> so he's uh, important in Harry Potter. He's the Flash. Uh, the Flash mm-hmm. movie we like to joke about never happening because yeah. it kept getting pushed back. Um, yeah, maybe that's one of those things that when it comes out, it'll be worth it because we so, have the time to figure it out. He basically <laughs> assaulted a young lady in a bar in Iceland. And there are things that we know yeah. for a fact and things that we don't. The things we know for a fact, mm-hmm. there is a tweeted video and Variety has confirmed that it is Ezra Miller. Yeah. And this girl is, dr- this young blonde girl is kind of drunk. She's kind of like faux acting like she wants to fight him but like yeah. I mean she is four four to six feet away from him also this happened April 1st so a week ago yesterday so yeah. all these people should not be at a bar you should be at <clears throat> fucking home isolating you Icelandic pieces of shit but neither here nor <laughs> yeah, there right. so she's not, so he's like oh you want to fight goes up grabs her by the throat and slams her to the ground at yeah. which point the video is like bro stop bro what's going on bro and then cuts off now the people that posted the video or the people the group of friends that this happened to and say here's what happened mm. they say that he was in the in the bar acting kind of snooty and celebrity and shitty yeah apparently and it's like his favorite bar to go to in Iceland yeah <laughs> uh, he starts pulling up his shirt and showing different scars from fights he's been in he's like I've been getting in a lot of bar fights lately mm. and showing scars from all them to which the drunk girl is like oh you want to fight you want to fight and starts like making like fighting moves but again it's a good four to six feet away and mm. he goes oh yeah I'll fight goes over that's when he grabs her by the throat and slams mm. her down and then apparently we don't see this in the video he starts spitting on her and the friends and then oh, uh, the police are called and then he leaves the bar mm. so uh, that happened <laughs> yeah <laughs> or at least the, the the assault definitely happened maybe not the, the lead up and end of it yeah uh, but that's one uh, that's disconcerting now mm-hmm. John Daly who was the he was the first person paying to direct Flash and they mm. started working on it and then they he separated from Warner Brothers he tweeted today <laughs> a very cryptic tweet oh. which was just no punctuation and no uh, capitalization just says creative differences wow uh, which is a, obviously is a why, dig saying this so, is why this movie has been pushed back so right, many times so he was set to direct and he also co-wrote this first iteration of the flash and they started working on it and Ezra Miller was like I'm not doing this he hated it uh, so that he liked the original direction that he was promised with the character. He doesn't like that they're taking it in a new fun way. He wants a darker flash, mm. even though he plays like a very naive child. Yeah. Neither here nor there. Uh, and 
that he went to Warner Brothers and said, I don't like this guy. I'm not going to work with him. At which point, Warner Brothers uh, started thinking about recasting him. Uh, In this meantime, while the production's down, Ezra writes his own version of the script for Flash. He's not a screenwriter, mind you, but (laughs) writes it. Uh, This all sounds very drug-fueled to me, but that's that's my own opinion. Uh, And then gives that to Warner Brothers. They're like, well, we're not going to take your script you just wrote, but we're also (laughs) not going to recast you. We're just going to get a different director. So I forget who's directing it now, but it's not Johnny. And then uh, every time a director leaves something, it always says, hey, there were creative differences, decided to move on another project but it seems to me like through this very eloquent kind of weird cryptic tweet he's like i can't stand this kid and this little prick yeah <laughs> that's my guess yeah uh yeah and- apparently he's he's got a history of a uh, lack of professionalism <clears throat> i did not know that um yeah there was a, i was watching a, a youtube video i think it's a uh, behind the trailer is the youtube channel it's like uh-huh. a, a grace i forget what her last name is um, she does uh, like deep dives into movie news as well. Cool. Um, uh, keep listening to us, but I also recommend her. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> well, reach out, get her on the show. Uh, she did an, uh, an episode this week about Ezra Miller. Um, okay, and we're showing say? like clips of him like at panels uh, at like comic cons where they're putting out the movie, and he's the only one out of ten people on stage dressed up super crazy that has and like his costume has nothing to do with the movie that they're putting out sure it's very much a lot of like just very big and in your face look at me kind of ego-y stuff that's sort of on the borderline of like "Mm, maybe you should have figured out with the rest of the team what they're doing and if you wanted to wear a costume maybe do something for the product that you're putting out which is the whole reason you're there kind of things where it's like you know, not fighting people on the set or something, but little things where it's just like, yeah, okay, that's Ezra being Ezra. And who'd have thought? Yeah, so he's <laughs> when, 27 when years old. When Fantastic Beast started, <laughs> we were all worried about Johnny Depp. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's kind of like the crux of it. So, like, all, all the stuff that happens in the news, and we're like, oh, Johnny Depp, uh, Roman Polanski, Woody Allen, all these people. It's, it's a, It always feels a little after the fact. Yeah. This is pre the fact. This is, uh, in the last few days, a tweet that shows him assaulting a young yeah. woman. Yeah. And obviously, like, to no threat to him at all. She is yeah, it's far like, away from Context him. is king, but ooh, that looks real bad. <laughs> but, I mean, I can't even imagine another context. Like, yeah. Unless there was someone mm-hmm. behind the scenes with a gun to his head, like he is an absolutely no threat. Yeah, she like pulled a knife on dead. him or something. Right. Like there's and even yeah. then, run. Uh, yeah, exactly. Even then, yeah, it's like I'm a famous person. Uh, let me just get out of here. Sure. So it's just like have, I'm sure the bar has security that will escort me out. And you know? now, do we have that duty to say we don't support the artist? Mm. Like. I would go so far as to say, like, and I love, okay, I've said it over and over, I really like the Fantastic Beast movies, like, he, you know, he's not a main character, but now, now do I not support that film? When Flash comes out, that he is the guy, so I'm yeah. just like, fuck the Flash movie, I don't need to see it, yeah. I'll wait till or, it's free. Or is Warner Brothers just gonna be like, well, alright, here's an excuse to recast the Flash. I don't think so. Maybe we'll maybe no, we'll keep him in the Fantastic Beast. He's too he's integral to Fantastic. In. You're right because he's not yeah. the main character. But maybe they do just get a new Flash. Yeah, I mean, I mean Affleck's gone, Cavill's gone. Yeah, I mean it's 
find the key. The only, the only, the only person you need, <clears throat> actually, the two you need, are Wonder Woman and Aquaman because they're pumping out the money. The rest yeah. of them, fuck them. Yeah, exactly. But do we? But now, like as a consumer, do we have a responsibility to say, "Hey, we're not supporting Ezra Miller anymore"? I would say yes. I would say as much as possible. I'm not gonna <clears throat> say go see movies with him in it right now because yeah. he needs to disappear. Yeah. The um back to the uh that uh the other uh, trailer video I think uh her, her advice at the end of the video was like the one thing he could do to make this better is check himself into anger that, management. That was my next thing. I was gonna say that or probably a rehab situation. Yeah. Being an out, I don't always like boys will be boys. I'm not gonna say youth is a defense for anything, but yeah, he is, admit you have a problem and do something. Yeah. He is a he is a young kid. He got a bunch of money, and he's probably got a circle of everyone telling him his shit doesn't stink. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he needs a severe attitude adjustment if he is to continue in his current career path. Otherwise, no one's gonna work with him, and no one's gonna want to see him. At least not anyone decent. Yeah. So yeah, I would say right now uh, I'm very not pro Ezra Miller, but he definitely needs to come. Up. And it's been a week, and there has been nothing from his camp, by the way. Yeah, was no it Joe week. Biden in this shit? Seriously, like, if you're in yeah, the middle of the have COVID a, have a crisis, statement ready the next morning. It's one. It's not like y'all are busy. <laughs> yeah, uh, but two, it's like yeah. the added fact that during this thing that is affecting every single person on the planet, yeah, uh, he is out at a bar partying in Iceland. Yeah. Instead of doing the absolute, obviously he's not responsible. The most responsible thing, which is to stay the fuck inside. Yeah. We have been given a mandate by most of our governments to do the easiest thing, which is nothing. Yeah. So stay inside, save some lives, and do nothing. Yeah. yeah and for somebody with the means to do so. Oh my God! Yeah, he's got <laughs> millions of dollars. Yeah. It's not like he has to be at the bar because he's exactly. waiting tables. He he could buy a bar's worth of alcohol, and. Weekly, by, yeah, and have a in-home bartender who will stay six feet away from him and make sure. drinks. <laughs> so, Ezra, I know you're listening. Uh, you're a real, <laughs> you're a real piece of shit, dude. And yeah, like you need, yeah, you can fix this, but you need to do steps to yeah, make not, sure that happens, and probably and, twelve of them. Yeah, mm. if we're being honest. Mm. Uh, all or right. maybe 11 I'm not afraid I'm not a fan of the uh, submit to God you know okay so as someone who's gone through 12 steps for a different reason I'm gonna tell you it does not need to be God you just need to accept that there are forces that are beyond your control okay so uh, there right, are a I lot of that. atheists That's, who take yeah, 12 chaos steps theory. yeah right not even that just say you know what I'm not I, I can say I don't know how the entire universe works there might be forces beyond my control you just have to accept that yeah. Anyway, if, if you're uh, if you're in a twelve step program, right yeah. in and let us know what you think about that for this movie show. All right, uh, <laughs> that's it for this week. Uh, I will remind everyone: patreoncom slash five by five at the movies. Oh, I had, oh, uh, had one other th- quick thing. Oh shit! Bring um, it up. <clears throat> there's a, a local uh, theater chain in town is uh, is doing something that is maybe an experiment to see if they can keep oh, some yeah, money sure. flowing. Good. Um, I got an email um, saying that there's uh, some virtual movie parties where uh, they're doing like second run movies or classic mm-hmm. movies uh, for 12 bucks. Right. Like a sort of seems like it's a five day rental kind of situation. So what it is, is Alma Draft House is doing these basically like theater at home and they're known for like their 
repertory screening. So you basically mm-hmm. yeah, you pay something like twelve yeah, bucks. Like a horror night or and then yeah. what you get is the password into a Vimeo link. Okay. So they're kind of, they're kind of still they're working with film distributors the to be able to yeah. do that. Um, the the problem inherent with the system is you don't know how many people are watching. You're right; it has to be multiple days to make it worth it. And yeah. how do you how, how do you make enough unique passwords on Vimeo mm. so that people aren't just sharing the password around? Yeah. So yeah, it's it's it'll be interesting to watch. Uh, I, yeah. I hope this is a stopgap and not like a new way of doing things. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it's a very very interesting. Again, it's like an experiment. Like let's let's see if we can figure out how to keep theaters making money. Oh, I saw the couple articles about AMC theaters. Oh maybe, yeah, maybe being dead. Yeah, it's like two schools of thoughts. Either one AMC is done or. Mm-hmm. They're done, but they'll be back in a different form because they need to get outside investors to reopen. Like they are, yeah, because they're insolvent. Yeah, they're out of money. Yeah, they're um, they're like credit score or whatever the you do for companies like went from like a B rating to like triple a C minus triple C. Yeah, like, do not give these people your money. Kind of rating. Yeah, their ability to get business loans went down. Yeah, which is. Again, like, there's so many businesses that have to be the exact same. It's weird to, like, single out AMC, but... Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Get them. Get that government stimulus money. Get your money, AMC. That's that's why they did, you know, stuff for businesses. Um... All right, that's it for this week, guys. Patreon.com slash 5 by 5 the movies. Yeah, week. shout out to our patrons. Yeah, so uh, our running count, we have uh, <laughs> Jeff D'Souza as a second tier. Thank uh-huh. you, Jeff, and yeah. his whole family that runs the bakeries. Uh, we've got Walker yeah. at the first tier, your father yeah. at the first tier, and now your friend Alex. Yeah. Maybe every week we'll read everyone's name. Maybe that'll be yeah. helpful to get out. All right, anyway, give us five bucks a month because uh, we want it. <laughs> thank you Dan Richardson for being here mm-hmm. thank you to everyone listening please review us on iTunes if you're so inclined email us at 5x5film at gmail.com with any questions concerns or criticisms please don't email Dan Benjamin he, <laughs> he doesn't give a shit find us on Facebook at 5x5movies you know he does but <laughs> he's <avoid>. busy <laughs> you know Every single he's busy not making money from podcasts yeah uh, <laughs> god damn it God damn it. That's funny. Uh, like every. So are we. Every, every 20 something white male and 30 something white male in the country is going to start a podcast this, yep. this month. So uh, yeah, we, he's we, busy we with Fireside. By a year. Yeah. So uh, he's very busy with Fireside and getting all these podcasts up. He does not want to hear anything from our people. Uh, unless we, unless it's I love you. Uh, unless we can organize everyone to do it. Because then it oh, is funny. Yes. If we can get like 100 people to email Dan Benjamin about this show yeah oh, we'll, we'll talk about that next week yeah uh uh next thing in my notes thank you dan benjamin how do you cook an entire <laughs> five by five network we uh, love you yeah i mean they don't listen so it doesn't matter uh we'll see you next week with another five by five of the movies roll, roll credits, credits.